You gonna be playing anything? Um, I think at one point probably the um. Right, just let me know so I can put the speakers on. Yeah. All right. No problem. Alright, So we Gucci. They gonna let me for my ambition. Woo! We are here. Club Ambition Podcast Cap, episode sixty-seven. Nearing that episode seventy mark, your weekly go uh almost like ghost, your weekly host here. <laughs> Sound back. Shout out to everybody listening from across the world, especially Rhode Island, tapping in every week. We have Marloon here, Man. engineering. That's it, guys. Doing his me. thing, just him. <laughs> go press Ireland. Yeah. We don't know what's happening with uh you know who. But what we do know is that we have a special guest this week. Um we're gonna cover some topics. Uh, towards the end of this with her as well to get her opinion on some things happening currently in the news but prior to that we definitely want to deep dive into her life and her journey for those who don't know this is in my opinion the number one food reviewer in new england on this entire you know east coast area rhode island whatever you want to specifically state she is gathered a lot of um attention online very very popular and attention grabbing with her content and has built a very very interesting um platform brand and company and it's always been someone that i've always felt like one day i definitely want to talk to her and i'm like why not have a conversation with her on camera on the podcast and have everyone get a glimpse into her life with me and have that full-on conversation together and she's in here a lot of you guys know her as buns and bites but it's laura from Buns and Bites in the building. Appreciate you coming through, stopping by today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Um, let's start from the beginning. Might yeah. as well, uh, when it comes to your background, Laura, before we get into the actual company, where is Laura? What's your full name? Where are you from? Your entire entire kind of like even Rhode Island history, because a lot yeah. of people we've had in here, they even have been born in New, New York, and then they, right. then they reside in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. But what's Laura's story? So, uh, my name is Laura Afonso. Um, I am a Rhode Island girl, like, through and through. I was born in Rhode Island. I never left Rhode Island. I don't plan on leaving. Um, Same here. I feel like that's, like, a very Rhode Island person. Um, some people feel like you get stuck here. I feel like I'm very lucky to be here. I, I absolutely adore everything about Rhode Island, specifically Providence. Um, I was born in Providence. Uh I grew up on Charles Street, right off of Charles Street. Okay. Um, so that is is where I get my be- my beginnings from. Um, I uh, went to St. Anne's for elementary school on Branch Ave, which is now the San Miguel School for boys. Oh wow! I think. Yeah, it is. I yes. think so. So yeah, so. that's the school is no longer there. But, yeah. Um, uh, went to classical, big purple oh. pride. Classical alumni, yeah, I think oh, wow. you, you, saw, you told me that in the DM. I was like, oh, wow, yep. classical alumni. Okay, wow. Yeah. So you were there your entire, what, what class was this? 2009. 2009. Oh, nine. Wow, seven yeah. years, seven years uh, apart from ours, right? 2016? Yeah, 2016, yeah. Yeah, wow. And then prior to that, was it, what was your middle school? Did you have like a, or was it the same elementary? It was like K through eight, very small wow. school. Like, you know, there was maybe like 12 to 16 kids, I don't know, in my class. So it was like super, super small. Wow. Oh my God. Big, big difference to go from that to classical. Yeah. My lucky star was that my older sister was a senior at classical when I was a freshman. So I thought I was like hot shit because <laughs> I was eating lunch in the senior lounge. You know, I'm like this little freshman, get to yeah. hang out with all the cool seniors. So yeah. I had a really great experience at classical. I loved everything about it, the diversity. Um, I mean, like the flex, the freedom that students have there, I think prepares them for college more so than the curriculum you know if you don't want to go to class 
at classical, there's no teacher that's like, Laura, are you, where are you? Why yeah. weren't you in class today? Like you would be at, you know, many other high schools, private schools, forget it. But, and same thing goes for college. If you don't want to go and you want to sleep in because you're hungover, your teacher, your professor is not giving a shit. So that's very true. So classical really prepared me in that way yeah. for college. So rest in peace. Who's that teacher that just recently passed away? That was very old. You probably had her as well, right? Because oh, everyone, Miss Flynn, Miss Flynn, who you're right? Miss rest Flynn. in peace, Miss Flynn. Yeah, I didn't have her, but she was there. She was there. She was there when you were there a long time mind. before. Yep. Oh man, that was my English teacher. Rest in Ms. peace, Miss. Yeah. She, she fell asleep on me a couple times. Couple times, <laughs> once or twice. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna complain. You know what <laughs> but I'm it's saying? like Laura said, she's not. They were, they weren't chasing you. She didn't. Oh, I no, care. No, she's no, like, no, listen, if you're care. not going, no. the, the, you know, they're very, you know, I, I like that. It's a very um classical mindset. Then fast forwarding, graduating classical. What was your situation? Were you, you know, into sports with a scholarship? What was your transitioning from a high schooler to now an adult in the life of potential college? Yeah. So I was not a big sports girl. I grew up a competitive figure skater. So no hand-eye coordination in terms of like playing like basketball or anything like that or, Mm. you know, softball. But so I spent my time outside of um, like school sports. Mm. Um, so I was a competitive figure skater. I started skating when I was a little tiny kid and I skated through college. Wow. Um, so that occupied a lot of my time on the weekends. Um, after school, I skated like five or six days a week. So there wasn't no like uh, figure skating scholarships or anything, really? Um, Probably not out here. Not so much. Really? Uh, or like not so much of like what I wanted to like use it for i guess like yeah. i loved skating i really enjoyed it um i had a lot of fun with like the friends that i skated with um and i'm sure that i could have applied for skating scholarships uh i wanted to originally go to unh they had an awesome uh skating team okay um, new hampshire in new hampshire yeah um i'm very grateful looking back that i didn't do that <laughs> uh like again i feel like the life of a student athlete and even that like to say that that's a reach. They had a kind of casual, yeah. like they weren't like super, super competitive. So yeah, yeah. like scholarships weren't really like what I was going for in terms of an athletic scholarship. Um, I ended up going to URI um, 2013. I had a fun experience at URI, <laughs> um, to say the least. I was also very, you know, into my academics trying to make the dean's list no, sor- uh, no sororities or anything like that nature? no sororities i did my partying on my own very aggressively and <laughs> um you know i enjoyed that pe- that chapter of my life uh I, <laughs> i'm glad that it's done but uh i have some fun times to look back on i can yeah. say that um my major was communicative disorders mm. so okay. in hopes of being a speech pathologist and wow. that did not work out for me. <laughs> so, and I, whenever I like talk to um, like kids, especially like younger people, kids who are like going into high school and they're mm-hmm. like, I want to do this, this. I'm like, make sure you do lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of research before you pick your college major. Yeah. It's just like, make sure you know what it's going to be like, wh- like talk to people in that career 100%. before you jump into a major and then you have a degree. I yeah. mean, I think that a lot of people, I think that the statistic is like 60 or 70 people, 60 or 70% of people with a college degree, like don't work in that area of their college degree. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that it's very normal and yeah. it's totally okay. But especially if you are going into something specific, make sure you 
really want to do that and you're wow. sure so so do you graduate fully with that degree and everything I graduated my bachelor's? bachelor's degree is in speech language pathology um you really can't be you have to be uh you have to have your master's degree in speech pathology to be a certified speech pathologist oh, wow. did you so know that at the time i did know that at the time wow. i didn't i and i also knew it was very competitive i didn't know quite like how how, how yeah. competitive it was um so i just like decided that i wasn't really cut out for that yeah. my undergrad experience was very rigorous those classes were like very 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 challenging um i would imagine especially if it's like required to be a master's to even become in that field like yeah. that's that has to be a very like rigorous class anything without a master's in that field oh my wow. god so, <laughs> oh my so that's god. what i'm saying like i regretted taking that making that decision yeah um, I mean, it all worked out. I ended up getting my master's at Providence College um, in educational counseling. So I have my MED. Okay. Um, I worked in higher education for a couple of years. Um, I enjoyed that. And I kind of like slowly started to segue into like media. And um, I was in grad school when I started Buns and Bites. Wow. And uh, it kind of started to like it was started obviously as like a fun little thing not that it really like popped off right away but um i took it seriously and i was really committed to it and um i took like a job at a media company that ended up not really working out for me anyways but i learned a lot from it and yeah. uh yeah wow. so this is that's kind of like how i hopped yeah, the journey along yeah. so i have I have some degrees that I could use, um, and I don't use them, but I did take a lot out of my schooling and my experience yeah. along the way. And when it came to everything leading up right up into that moment, coinciding with yourself being a child growing up, what was your actual parents' position in your life when it came to this? Did you have any parents that were, you know, telling you, you got to be like, you know, the t- stereotypical, you got to be a doctor when you grow up, you, mm. you got to do this, you got to do that. And also, what's that background of the culture? Alfonso's the last name. Is it Italian or would that be too stereotypical to assume? What's the background of the actual um, family? Both my parents are Portuguese. Uh, my mother was born here. Uh, my father was born in Portugal and he wow. came to the States um, as like a preteen. Um, but my, all my grandparents, like my Everyone was from Portugal, so I'm like 100% Portuguese. Wow, 100% um, Portuguese. I hope to live in Portugal. If I'm leaving Rhode Island, it's going to be for Portugal. Portugal. I'm <laughs> going, Jess is laughing at me because I'm living in Portugal. <laughs> Ten years from now, I'll at least be living there part-time. Oh, wow. So I love Portugal. So how was it uh, growing up in a Portuguese family? What was the actual, you know, did they put any battery in your back? Or was it like, oh, you do whatever you desire? Like, how was that when it came to, you know, your school life as a child? My parents were always very supportive. They were very, like by the book, like you go to school, like you're going to do well. They weren't like super, you know, they made you feel we will be disappointed in you Mm. if you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, get good grades, but they weren't like hyper aggressive or like make you, they were, they were supportive and they were encouraging and, you know, um, they wanted me to go to college. Um, they were very supportive of everything I did in school. Um, you know, they're, they're both, hardworking, you know, like very, I, I don't know. My mom worked in the medical field. She was at Miriam Hospital for 40 years. Wow. My father was in sales. And the like day after he retired from his like lifelong career in sales, he went to URI and got his uh, master gardener's license. My father is like the wildest gardener you've ever really? met in your life. Wow. Like it's a Portuguese like 
It, really? You can't meet a Portuguese man without like a grapevine in their backyard. So, wow. you know, his, his garden on off Charles Street looks like something out of a fairy tale book. It's wild. Wow. So anyways, he, he immediately gets his master gardener's license, his arborist license. And now he's, he does these like wild, like high-end luxury garden installs for, and like that's his... Wow. His second half of his life career. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, but like, obviously they're both, you know, um, like you get a job, you get health insurance yeah. and a 401k and like you do your career for, you know, until you retire and then you retire. And wow. that is obviously like not the path that I'm on. So I think I made them a little nervous yeah. when I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use my degrees and I'm, I'm not going to get like a stable job that mm. has, you know, 401k and yeah you're, you're gonna kind of break the barrier not no stereotypical yeah. uh journey especially when it mm -hmm. came career-wise did you have any siblings or were you just the only child um i have an older half brother and i have an older sister wow so i'm very very close with my sister so the my youngest of, of them all yes wow. i'm the baby <laughs> so when it came now to the actual creation of buns and bites i see now you have obviously a website you've created this entire following and your signature when it comes to the actual content, you know, is literally living by the brand of the title, the Buns, Buns and Bites. And you know, bites. you turn around, yes. you show your behind, and then you also show the food. Was this the actual uh, conception from the beginning, or did this naturally become it? What was the actual creation of the journey, and, like, what was that brainstorming moment that you had of, like, you know, creating this at all? Yeah, so I always wanted to have a food page, a food brand, a blog, whatever you want to call it. I always just really loved going out to eat, don't we all? Um, lots of food blogs. Uh, and I knew that I wanted it to be different and stand out. Yeah. So I always had the idea. I always thought like, oh my God, Rhode Island has so many good places to eat. I could totally make a whole page of all the places that I go to eat. Um, but what am I going to do to be different? Mm -hmm. So it had kind of always been lingering. Um, and as we all scroll on Instagram, TikTok, the app knows what you like and what you like to look at and what you engage with. Mm -hmm. So when I look at my For You page or my Explore page or just what Instagram would show me at the time years ago, I would see obviously like lots of food, like lots of lo like hyper local content. But then I would also see like lots of women like obviously as a female, like I'm following like fashion pages, fitness pages. I see women's ass on the Internet every day 100%. so i would see food in my page i'd see food and i would see butts yeah and i would be like nobody's put these two things together yeah like what are we doing i'm like yeah. you like butts who doesn't you like butts <laughs> i love them i love we my love I, I love my girlfriends as well shout out to you deja i love that you butt love, you love butts my favorite butt i'm not showing anybody <laughs> Listen, like the consensus, we all have butts. Right, yeah. And let me tell you one thing is that my following is more female than it is male. Mm. So for anyone to sit here and be like sec over sexualizing, mm. well, mm. the girls are here. The girls yeah. are what like are looking at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really want to hear anything about like overly. So anyways, yeah, no, we'll, get, we'll get there. We're going to get to the criticism. We're going to get to the criticism. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so essentially I, I had the idea and I didn't act on it for a long time. Mm. Like at least like over a year. Procrastination. Just, yeah. Well I was like, this is dumb, like this is gonna flop. This is gonna mm. be really embarrassing mm. when like my friends and family are like, 
you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, being like, remember when Laura made that weird butt page? <laughs> Who thought that would have worked? So right, yeah. I was like, this is dumb. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Anyways. And then I think that I like read like some like motivational, like mm. self. Yes. I read a self-help book. And at the end of it, it was just like, what the fuck are you waiting for? Like, go and do whatever that thing is that you want to do. Yeah. So I like left the house, went to Best Buy, Best Buy, bought a camera mm -hmm. and just started like. Wow. What was the camera? Do you remember the camera? It was a can't no a Sony like pixel. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. It was like a cam good, en good enough camera yeah. that I could take like a decent photo. But actually, they weren't decent photos because now I look at them and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe <laughs> I ever put a quality photo that bad on the internet. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so, but I tried really hard and... What um, year was this? Actually, I guess as well to put it in perspective. This was in 2017. 2017. So it's been a hot minute. Yeah, six years now. a hot minute. Wow. Yep. Oh, wow. And then, so what was that first post? Was it immediate right, right away buns and bites or was it something different and then it became that or was it just just the food without the butts at first or did no, it it's been buns and bites from day one wow it's always been buns and bites my content has not changed um the like the core at its core it has definitely changed a lot in many different ways but at its core i have been doing the same thing consistently for the past six years um wow. yeah oh yeah so yeah, because that's, that's what I've always known you for, especially for so long. Especially now, I've, I feel like obviously with all everyone's content, the quality gets better. Yes, that's for sure. Yes. but it's always been like a staple of you know, you know, they're known for what they they do. So then, what was that first moment of like, okay, I'm doing this, it's fun, but this is something that is getting like a, a good amount of traction. Like, well, did you have like one post or something that you felt like, okay, I gotta keep doing this because this is actually working. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like one specific instance. Um, as soon as I launched it, I got like a immediate like great response. Like wow. everyone who I was friends with was like, this is so fun. Like, that's yeah. so cool. Which is like not what I was expecting. I was definitely I mean, I did get like people who were like, what the fuck? But for the yeah. most part, like 99 percent was everyone being so nice and so supportive. Yeah. So I was like, OK, like I'm going to run with this. Um, I'm going to keep it going. And the restaurants were really into it. Wow. Like, a, like m at least most of the restaurants, people who I interacted with were like, this is fun. This is cool. Like right out the gate, like you're getting a pretty good amount of followers. Like we want you to come eat here. And yeah. when I started Buns and Bites, like my idea was that like the idea of success to me was, oh, my God, if I have like a couple of restaurants that will like comp my meal, that'd be really, really cool. Like yeah. that would be a success out of this because obviously yeah. it started yeah, to as eat like, free. yeah, yeah eat to, to eat for free would Love be that. would be the end goal for me because right, right. it was just like a little side blog that i yeah. was <laughs> making i didn't expect it to like yeah. become a part of my career trajectory so yeah wow. was, it surprised me for sure that's amazing and then yeah. when it came to the beginning so the concept was always buns and bites but was the was it always how it is now like what or was it more explicit back then did you have like any like change in the moments of the actual you know even like the way you stand with the actual food and everything or was it like that from the beginning no it's been like that since day one like wow. the way i stand hold the food i mean i definitely shoot my content like i think a lot better now because yeah. i have the experience of like figuring out what works what i like what 100%. like st like setting it up practice makes table, perfect up, right yeah. like how am i gonna like shoot this sometimes i have food that's like really easy to shoot holding it and then sometimes yeah. I, have, I have food that i'm like how am i gonna like how am i gonna angle this like how am yeah. i gonna shoot this um obviously the uh 
changing of the apps has really changed the way I create my content. Reels has completely like yeah. shifted the way, obviously. Yeah, because you started everybody. six years ago. So where was it? Was it on, was it just regular? There wasn't even stories yeah, when I started. Yeah, there wasn't stories nothing back then. There was nothing. It was literally just the one square post. That's so were you doing you photos? Do. Or? Just photos. Okay. Ju- only photos. Like I was so scared of video. I remember for like <laughs> a years ago, like four or five years ago, a friend of mine who does video uh, tried telling me, he was like, video is the future. You need to start doing video. And I was like, 100%. no, you can't make me. Yeah. Farouk, he was like, he's a brilliant. Farouk is, he's amazing. And he's a master of his craft. And he was like, you got to get video. And I told him, no, I was too nervous. I was so comfortable with photos. Um, and I wish I had listened because I could have been ahead of it and you know, gotten into video more. But, hey, but here we are. We've arrived. Now. I'm you're trying. I'm doing my best now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and speaking of arriving, what would you say to kind of jump forward a bit? What has been like the biggest moment that you have faced and can say has been a successful point throughout your career right now, especially when it comes to the company, Buns and Bites? Yes. Um, I don't know that I have like any one like landmark moment. Yeah. Um, I just hit 50,000 on Instagram. Um, that means a lot to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I have 60,000 on TikTok and it's crazy to me that yeah. in like the past year and a half, I have 60,000 followers on TikTok, mm. but it's taken me almost six years, five and a half years to I'm surprised you don't have more 000. to be honest on TikTok. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. You, you deserve more. My TikTok but it's is get like there. all over the place. It's one video will be like 10,000 views. The next one will be 200,000 views. <laughs> yeah, and then the next yeah. will be like 2,000. So it's, I'm like working You're through that, that TikTok algorithm. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like at the moment, my calendar is booked for Buns and Bites. Like I'm booked out at least a month and a half for Buns and Bites shoots. Like that to me is feeling like I feel very like happy yeah. Um, I feel successful and confident in my brand um, at this point. Um, you know, I feel happy that I have the followers that I do and the support that I do. Yeah. Um, I have restaurants or they're the ones that reach out to me. Um, oh, wow. So I get to pick and choose who I work with um, based on where I like to eat. And that is amazing. That's the best thing yeah. that I could ask for. So 100%. Yeah. And break down that real quick, if you don't mind, when it comes to the concept of you did something that you love is fun, but now transitioning to making it into a business yes because uh, one would assume obviously this is your full-time job at this point when buns and bites social media is at this point my full-time so yeah. i do buns and bites i also do social media management for restaurants nice. um so between that i also do real estate with my husband yeah. so i do a lot of things um social media i would say is like my full-time gig um it is like my my greatest massive income yeah. at this point. Um, so yeah. What was that first moment? Do you have like a first moment of like quitting the job you had at the time or something that you were like, oh, now I can I can do this? Like, did you have something like, and and was that I would imagine because we, we've all faced, especially as entrepreneurs, that moment of like, you know, when it comes to your services, like what is that even at, at first? Like, what is services? Like, did you who helped you with that? Like yeah. structuring all that? Like, what was that first? Like, you know conception of all that well i was working um like a nine to five at a media group in downtown uh i didn't love it there it wasn't a good fit for me um but it was actually getting my license in real estate that allowed me to quit that job okay so i was able to have like the financial stability to be in real estate my husband worked in real estate already so it was kind of like i already had the leg up yeah we were working Mm -hmm. together so how long so how long have you been married since since then 
we've been together for 10 years, over 10 years. Oh, wow. So he was around married. for it all. Yeah. So wow. he's been, I mean, like, from, from, we've been, I've been different people through this. So, <laughs> you know, he's been here from the beginning. That's amazing. Um, very, very supportive when I was like, hey, honey, I think I'm going to start a food butt blog. And he was like, let's go. I love so, that. So um, I'm sorry, where were we? We're oh, no, so, about, yeah, okay. so now structuring it to Careers kind of like a business. You quit the media company. Yes. And now uh, what made you like, okay, I'm quitting this because I got paid for this or like maybe, oh, well, you did. Okay, so you got into real estate. Uh, yes. That's actually where we were. So you became like a, a realtor yes. basically with him as well, yes. right? Yep. And then transitioning from a realtor to uh doing this buns and bites and then now was there because obviously at first you were you, you were happy just get, get comped yeah. for meals free yeah, free yeah, uh yeah. you know free food who, who wouldn't love free food but it's like who wouldn't love money <laughs> wouldn't love money so what was that first like moment of you know concocting like all right did you sit down with your husband like let's make this into a business like this is how we're going to structure this how are you going to start charging like what was that actual moment uh very very early into buns and bites i remember I, it was like the wildest feeling because I had a restaurant that was like, hey, like how much is it to get you to come in? And at this point, I only had like a couple thousand followers. So I was like, you want to pay me to be here? Yeah. It was wild. Um, it was Rogue Island and I love them. They're awesome. Uh, and at the time I was like, I don't know, $50? Like what's like, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what to Because you, you don't have nothing to base yeah, it off of. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So as that grew, uh, obviously I did a I did a lot of, you know, free content. Not only did I do free content, but in the very beginning, like I was paying for every meal that I was posting about. Like yeah. I would go and I would buy dinner and I would take pictures of it and I would post it. And then it kind of started to transition into, um, you know, places saying, hey, like we want to comp your meal. We want you to post about it, like yeah. post what you like. Um, so I would do that. And then it turned into like, okay, well, how much does it cost to have you come in? Um, and this started to change when I started to hone in on my content creation. Mm. Um, so I wasn't just using my little like Sony pixel camera <laughs> anymore. I was working with a professional photographer, which is making my content crisp, crisp, clean, um, really gorgeous on the screen. Yeah. Um, really eye catching. Um, it's a lot easier for me to capture myself and the food have both of us looking clear and clean yeah. in the shot rather than saying like, well, this person can shoot the food, but can't shoot the person or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Like find someone who can do both. Um, so once my content changed and I was working with a professional photographer, um, that's kind of where it, the, the really the big shift happened. Yeah. Um, because, you know, for a restaurant to pay me to come in, it's not pay to play. It's not like every restaurant can just say like, hey, how much is it? And I'm going to come. Um, it's going to be a restaurant that I want to go to, that I like their food. Or if it's a new restaurant I haven't tried, I'm scoping them out. I'm doing my homework, my research. Yeah. What's the food like? Um, so when somebody hires me for Buns and Bites, I need to make sure that I'm providing a value to that restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, I am providing them with deliverables. So not only in the form of my social promotion on Instagram, but they're also getting a gallery of edited photos from a professional photographer that mm. they can now use on their social platforms. Yeah. So I get people who are like, hey, I, I need a refresh from my Instagram. Um, I know you do photos. Can we hire you to do, you know, bring your photographer in. We'll take pictures of our food. We get the social promotion from you. It's bang for your buck. Yeah. So, and the way I look at this, I think that a lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't be charging. Or I can't believe that like restaurants or sometimes even restaurants themselves will be like, I can't pay like a blogger or an influencer. And I don't like the term. I don't like to label yeah. myself an influencer. Um, but 
the way that I approach this is, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where were you seeing um, your promotions? Where were you seeing your ads? Or where was that restaurant spending their advertising dollars? Were they spending it on, you know, WPRI? Were they spending it on 92 Pro FM, the Projo, you know, print magazines, which are all obviously still great options, but those times have changed. 100%. And we, if you want to talk to, 25 or like 18 to 25 year olds you have to get in the palm of their hand 100%. so this is where you're going to access them if you mm -hmm. wanted to talk to my mom then you should <laughs> either take out a facebook ad or take <laughs> it out on the, the morning news because yeah. that's where you're going to talk to them but mm -hmm. a lot of restaurants they want to talk to people who are my age and this is where they are so yeah. it's just a different it's a different day and age of advertising of promotions and that's how i have to kind of present this to, to people. So that's kind of like, if that makes sense. No, that, that makes sense. Like how 100%. I have scaled it to be, um, to, to monetize. No, 100%. Especially business. when it comes to that, the idea of even uh, deliverables and, you know, you're, you're speaking my language there when it comes to this business mindset. Because a lot of people don't really understand that, you know, they think it's like, oh, she just goes in, walks out and just shows her butt. But it's like, no, no. if you actually... You know, look at the content. There's way more to it. And if you actually go to the actual page, like I have myself of the restaurants afterwards and in their reposts and in the following posts, you know, it'll be, like you said, photos of the quality, high quality photos of their food. You know, the same quality of what you have on your page was so like, obviously, like, oh, she obviously had to provide this. Like, this is like her package deal more, more than likely. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I think it's very respectable. Now, when it comes to the idea of, the food reviewer, did you have any potential inspirations? Because everyone knows, like, so many famous, like, food reviewers, like the stereotypical Guy Fieri's, you know, diners, drives in and dash, like, these classic, you know, stereotypical TLC type of content. Did you have anyone that was kind of maybe an inspiration prior to that? Um, like, locally, my favorite food blogger was always R.I. Food Fights. I mm, just, okay. I, he, I think, crushes it. I think that he, like, his whole business model is, like, brilliant. And he's very, very embedded in the food scene in Rhode Island. So he was always, like, a big deal to me. Um, and I remember when I first got started, uh, he asked a friend of mine. He was like, oh, you're friends with Buns and Bites. And I was like, oh, my God, R.I. Food Bites knows who I am. Like, that's so crazy. <laughs> um, but outside of Rhode Island, um, yeah, like, Naughty Fork in Miami. Um, okay. Dining with Skylar. And it's funny because a lot of these bloggers, they started off as kind of like the way that I did where they would go to restaurants. And now I see them and they've uh, like um, Naughty Fork now has like a million followers. And now all they do is at home content of like cooking dishes. And I just mm. think that it's so interesting, wow. the progression of a lot of food bloggers. They start off going to restaurants and now they're at home content creators create creators of yeah. like recipe development wow. um I, that is not the path that i want to take i hate cooking i never want to cook a meal again in my life <laughs> and i want to eat every meal out at a good restaurant and never have to wash a dish <laughs> you never um, want to have even like i've seen a lot of uh food reviewers say like their dream might be to even open a restaurant you never want to open a buns and bites like location uh no not really i so well my husband and i both have spent i have over 10 years in the restaurant industry. Yeah. He has like over 20 years in the restaurant industry. I don't want to, when, if you're going to open a restaurant, you have to work in that restaurant. That's how yeah. it's going to be successful. Yeah. That is how a successful restaurant operates. The owner is there. He is touching tables. Yeah. She is like 
in the mix, you are on the floor. and Especially a popular person like yourself, they would want to visit to kind of see her. Oh, is, oh, is Laura going to be here today? Oh, she's here. You know, yeah. that is very true. So I don't know. It's not that I'm going to rule that out. That might be like a future future. Yeah. Like, I think that l- my husband has a really big, uh, like, wide net in, in the food community um, here. So I think that if anything, we could open a bar and he would have that bar full in a second. And I think that if we had the food on point, I could get the people in. Yeah. So... It's not out of the question. We've definitely talked about it, but um, right now, probably not. Yeah, it would be such a big undertaking. And again, like I, I just got out of the restaurant industry, and I don't want to <laughs> go be back on the floor anymore. <laughs> not for a long time. <laughs> no, yeah, hundred um, percent. But I think it would be dope. Just even aside from um, even taking away everything you've done from it, the name alone, since you have that name, yeah. I feel like that's just a powerful. That that's a franchise name, in my opinion. But yeah. let's not say too much on camera because we might know, be giving people. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. percent. <laughs> but now, when it comes going back to the food reviewer uh, concept, I like how you definitely named uh, people even more on a local level or even more on an indie level because it shows like you definitely were well invested into this. This is not something that was like overnight for you. You you grinded, but you had an actual passion when it came to this. And a lot of food, food reviewers that do have passions, they obviously post uh, the good and the bad. Have you ever posted uh, or did you have a moment in your career when it came to the content on, on Buns and Bites being even like food you didn't like or like, oh, this was not that great or like, uh, or do you have like any of those? Because for the most part, what I've yeah. seen has always been like, you know, like you said, and it makes sense now that you're saying it here and explaining it more. It's stuff that you approve of it and you actually support and then you do business with them. So it kind of coincides. But do you have a moment of like doing like even like this, the type of, I guess, controversial content where it kind of might hurt someone's business in a say? No. And that is, I get this comment more on TikTok where people are like, but like, where's the bad reviews? Like, why is everything so good? And I'm like, this is a happy page. (laughs) This is a good page. Well, I'm not here to do negative reviews. I'm not here to shit on a small business. If I can bring people in the door, I can get them out the door. And that's like not what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, So basically, if I ever have a bad experience, which I really have not had, I really haven't had any like gone to a shoot gotten there and the food's been bad yeah that's never happened like that's, raw randomly or like no, cooked horribly no, or like burnt like, like what that's the that's not happened yeah that's not happened and uh if that was the case i would have to have a very awkward conversation with <laughs> them there yeah. and just say this is not what i was expecting up to par like yeah. this is my reputation yeah. so when people are like oh she's gonna post anything no i'm not gonna post anything like yeah. i said i turn people down all the time i'm not i'm not gonna just go into anywhere i'm gonna go to places that i like so if it's got my stamp of approval then it's going on buns and bites and that's it yeah. um i don't want to you know i don't want to bring negative energy into what i'm doing and uh and you know i think that like if I did go to a shoot and everything was good and there was one dish that I was like, that wasn't that good, I'm not going to post that dish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it out. And also, I always say, like, these are when I went to this restaurant, these are my favorite dishes. When I go to Matunic Oyster Bar, get the black and yellow fin tuna, get the bourbon oysters. Those are the best things on the menu. Like, make sure you try them. Facts. So if you're going to... And, and yeah. I'm happy to... At, like answer any questions if people message me people ask me for recommendations all the time i'm gonna yeah. tell you what to get i'll plan out your dinner <laughs> <laughs> wherever you're going yeah and so like just like hit yeah. me up yeah no so. that's awesome and at the same time it is your opinion so yeah if they don't like it they can just keep it pushing this is her post her her opinion so if there's a restaurant that you're curious about and you haven't seen it on my page 
then you should just ask me about it because there might be a reason why I don't go there. <laughs> yeah. And I don't need to shit on a restaurant and like have yeah. beef with people yeah. and have like issue and like have like negative energy rolling around. Um, so if there's a place that someone's curious about, you can DM me and I will share my thoughts on that restaurant with you uh, privately. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we already answered the best uh, moment you've had basically career-wise successful. When it came to now the worst that you have ever, ever like wild experience that you can share on camera going to these places meeting so many people throughout these years you know almost you know half already half more than half of a decade into this you know i would imagine you've seen it all done it all so what has been the worst experience you've had as buns and bites and being a food reviewer um my worst experiences with buns and bites aren't in the restaurants they're like with the people outside really like the, it's with users with you know whether it's trolls which everyone has trolls i'm sure that you get people in your comments that oh. are oh, i'm sh- yeah. Oh, yeah yeah of every course day. so you already know that yeah. but beyond that like i've had people who i'm friends with people who i've worked with um that like will try to screw you over and it's just very disheartening yeah yeah um you know i had one girl who i like worked with very briefly um you know she was in school and i was um obviously I'm in buns and bites. I'm into this career now. And she wanted to work with me, wanted me to help out a little bit. And so I was happy to work with her. It was very, very short-lived. And like years later, she tried claiming that she designed my logo and that I was ripping oh, her no. off. And I had to, and she's putting this on social media. Publicly, publicly on with social media. So I had to confront her and say, hey, here yeah. are the receipts. This is what I paid this graphic designer to design my logo mm-hmm. before I ever met you. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And like, so just like little things like wow. that with people that I'm just oh, no, like, yeah. that is, it's very, it can be discouraging. It can oh, be yeah. very that frustrating. Trust me the fuck out. Yeah. You know, when you work so in, like Bunsen buys my baby, like yeah. this is like, it's not only my dream, like I, that I get to go out to eat and have fun and like eat food and drinks at, bomb ass restaurants all the time but like i work endlessly hard on it mm-hmm. i know like you said like people might say oh she goes in she shows her butt she eats some food she leaves mm-hmm. no like I, there there <laughs> yeah. is research that goes in on the front end there's a lot of work that goes in during the shoot yeah. there's even more that goes in after it yeah so yeah i mean i'm i'm i've spent my my <coughs> over a decade in the food industry i know this mm-hmm. so i don't like it when people you know, try to fuck yeah. with it. So yeah. Yeah, but it is what it is. You can't can't yeah. please everyone. No, no, you can't. You know, no, but you yeah, but even going back to the foundation, I just always have loved the name in itself. I feel like it's something that, you know, you've made you've done a lot so far, but I definitely see the growth potential in that name and brand company as well. Buns and bites. I feel like it's something Buns that and bites, trademarked. Yeah, you know, incorporated. Yeah, that you got to. You got to because that's something to, that you yeah. can. You know, you can and probably will eventually, more likely, especially if you have it planned, you can take oh, it, it is. It's already everywhere. Like to yeah. No, yeah, but I'm talking oh, about yeah. you can take it to like <laughs> an international level. Like yeah. that's something that, you know, is so homegrown because we know you from here, Rody. But yes, I can see a Buns and Bites anywhere. Italy, because just the name is so strong. Uh, I feel like show itself. You know, Yeah, I, mean? I was like, so impressed right away. I'm like, yo, yeah. this is awesome. Oh, like, sounds good. Yeah. So now even going back to now, some of the criticism, we yes. can tackle it uh, almost on a a quick run through yeah like the stereotypical uh like people's opinions let's say right that you see the criticism in the comments i want to get your quick fast responses to them your opinion because i know you've seen it all you face it on a daily basis yep so even going to what we kind of alluded to let's say if someone were to tell you um she's faking it 
What's your what's I your response? I don't know what they think I'm faking. <laughs> so cuz some people think I'm faking eating it and they'll say she doesn't actually eat all that food and I'm like no shit I don't eat all of this food. I'm like bro there's a steak, a pizza, wings, pasta, yeah. mac and cheese, brownies like Obviously, I didn't eat all that food, but like, if you want, I can go live when I'm eating and I can show you like what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what people think that I'm faking. Um, I I don't know. I'd love to ask them what I'm faking. But if they're thinking that I'm faking eating the food, now I do eat food. I eat until I'm satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) Another one, a stereotypical one, and I think I saw you um, yesterday. You dealt with uh, this, at least similar to this uh, comment. Let's say some more to tell you. Um, and perfect timing. We have the actual husband in the building, mm-hmm. so we'll probably get his answer as well or what you have seen him to answer uh, as, I wouldn't want my girl doing that job, like Bunsen and Bites. What would you say to someone saying that? I would say that that person's very insecure, and when I told my husband that I was going to do Bunsen and Bites, he was happy for me, encouraging, and supportive, and I'm not his property. I'm not his property, I'm a grown-ass woman, yeah. and I can do what I want to do. Yeah. So if you are saying that about your girl, then you should reevaluate <laughs> yourself. That's what I will say about that. So, And then uh, another one, why does she always have to show her butt? Someone why says, do I always say. have to show my butt? Because it's in the name, babes. Right, I get right. that on TikTok <laughs> sometimes. Why is she showing her butt? I think it's funny because in Rhode Island, a lot of people, whether they follow me or not, like they've probably seen it, mm-hmm. whether it's in like shares or just like, People have seen my content, so if it's not so like shocking, yeah, I guess you could say. While on TikTok, I feel like my content gets seen at a broader view, so people who aren't from Rhode Island will see it and they'll be like, "What is this? Like, why yeah. is she showing her butt?" Mm-hmm. And so I'll just respond. I'll be like, "It's in the name. My name is Buns and Bites. What I do is food, yeah, and booties, yeah, and butts, and like." That's it. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing else to explain. So it's a part of my brand. It's been a part of my brand since day one. Um, it is a part of why I am here sitting and talking to you because if I didn't have the buns and I just had the bites, <laughs> I would just be like every other one of the 100 food blogs yeah. that we have in Rhode Island alone, never mm. mind elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, right. body positivity, so your was, husband says, yeah. It was very much like... And it was funny because you were talking to um, Jose and I was listening to the podcast that you did with him and he was in modeling. And um, I wa- really wanted to be a model before I got into Buns and Bites. Like really? that's, that, bef- way before Buns and Bites, I was like, I want to do modeling. Like that is it. But obviously I am 5'5 five five and I am <laughs> not 90 pounds. So <laughs> I was like heavily pursuing trying to be a model. Um, I had a very unhealthy relationship with food, like the way I viewed food. Really? You know, if I had a bite of a cookie, it'd be like, I got to get on the treadmill because like, I I can't be tall, but I could be skinny. Yeah. So like, it was very, very unhealthy, that relationship with food. I ended up signing with a modeling agency in Boston. They put me in their curvy department. Wow. So like, because I'm not a stereotypical fit model. So that was very discouraging. I'm glad that I'm over that and what uh, what time frame was this around was this This around college yeah around college like around grad school like pre-grad school and grad school um and so that relationship that i had with food was it was very much like being afraid of food yeah you know what i mean like i don't want to get i don't want to get fat like i don't want to i need to like have a small butt and like a small frame because like i want to be a model and it just like obviously is really shitty to not enjoy food Mm -hmm. and to be afraid of eating food. So once I kind of was like, I'm going to put this 
I'm going to table this. I'm not going to do it anymore. I want to be able to enjoy mm-hmm. eating and going out 100%. and loving the way that I look. And I may not have a big, huge butt, but I may not have a teeny tiny butt. But, you know, I'm just going to love the one I have. Yeah. And we're going to just – and a big part of it was working with other women and having other women who also love their bodies. Um, you know, like I love I love my body. I love the way I look. And I'm very happy with it. And along the way, I meet other women who feel the same way. Yeah. And uh, during COVID, I – Obviously, couldn't really work with uh, having models come and having other girls come. And not just models. Like, girls would just DM me. Like, random girls. I want to come through. Come through. Mm. So, um, during COVID, I kind of had to put a pause on having girls come. Because, obviously, we would be unmasked, being very close to each other. Yeah. So, I didn't have girls. Um, And now that it's subsided, to say the least, um, I'm trying to get more more girls back in the picture and bring back that like, cause I feel like it kind of lulled with like the body positivity and just like really having female empowerment and loving yourself Mm -hmm. and loving your body. Um, so now I'm trying to get more girls back in the picture. So that is true. I do, I do remember you did have a a lot of content like that with the girls and like kind of like a group effort looked like, um, like, you know, girls going out to hang out and then, you know, like a click. And then obviously you do have the content where it's the same, but by yourself and rather than with the girls, Okay, and then and then also, you know, people are gonna always hate, but or judge whatever the case may be. But you never really have ever done nothing, in my opinion, you know, where it became too far, too raunchy. You always kept kept it tasteful. Mm. Um, it's very important to me. You know, because I've, I've never seen work you. With me if yeah, I'm, you know, if I'm doing something crazy. No, hundred percent. I've never seen you like even like even toy with like the idea of like, you know, because you see. What would be the mo- closest thing you would see to? I think that's why you have an interesting niche where you do the buns, the you know the idea of showing your behind, your natural behind, and, and and body positivity, embracing who you are as a female. But then you incorporate it with the food aspect. Mm. And there's some girls who uh, do the body positivity, but then especially when it comes to social media, you know they might take it to another level where they wanna. How can I monetize this? And they'll do like a OnlyFans or something. Cause that's the only way they can really monetize off of it mm. unless they reach a modeling level or a sponsorship, mm. yep. you know, advertisement level. But you have it where it's, you know, you're fulfilling two perfect, you know, niches that people love. Like you said earlier, who doesn't love, you know, ass and who doesn't love food? Yeah, so it's, it's a exactly. it's a perfect thing. And, you know, now that I even know like the full you have a you have a 10 year, you know, partner that's actually supported you in all this so it's like when people actually kind of reveal the what's happening behind the curtains i feel like you can even get a better even more respect of what you've done you know because you know stereotypically i guess you would assume maybe you know but i think because of society you might think oh she's doing this oh and then maybe because of the comments you look at the comments be like uh, like I saw you kind of weren't you kind of going at it or back responding back to someone was it yesterday or something yes. if someone was kind of saying like yes. going back to that comment of like oh I wouldn't see my girlfriend uh kind of uh, doing this etc and then people are gonna you know assume as she's like a hoe or something like oh this girl's showing her body online like and we see it a lot like people always have that sort of like mentality that clouded judgment on females creating content but you break that barrier completely because it's not that at all you are and and embracing who you are um and adding value to your opinion and that's the food that you just love eating you know and what has been like that um journey like have has it been kind of like a struggle of kind of like ever 
seen like oh, you said that at first like you some people feel like it's weird to monetize this but then how, how's that journey been now transitioning to now you know you're booked up like it's perfect for yeah. you now but how's that been that journey like what has been kind of like an inner struggle that you if you have faced anything when it comes to like how to place this in my life is this okay is it not okay yeah um it hasn't really so much been an inner struggle um i just want to make sure that the restaurants that i'm working with are like happy with what i'm providing them with they feel like it was a value. Yeah. Um, That's your end goal. You know, I, but I also want to make it a value to me too and a value to the photographer that I pay to come out and use her time. Um, but then again, on the flip side of that, if I want to help businesses, like at the end of the day, I'm like hyper local Rhode Island's cheerleader. Like I want to support these restaurants, these small businesses. Going to a chain restaurant is a sin to me. Don't ever tell me that you went to a chain restaurant <laughs> when you could go to a locally yeah. owned mom and pop restaurant. Cello's is a, it's not a chain. It's a locally owned restaurant. Yeah, Cello's doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's a Rhode Island chain. It doesn't count. <laughs> anyways, now I'm on topic. Oh, my God. Um, well, anyways, well, what I'm saying. Yes. Yes, they did. And I will say that in a moment. But more so that when I interact with small businesses who are like, hey, I just started making cakes um, for like birthday parties mm. and like I make a really good cake and like I'm just trying to get my name out there. I don't have much of a budget. I can't afford what it costs to have you and your photographer and everyone come out and make content. I will work with her on that. I t tell me your budget. Like I will work with you and I will do something to create some sort of content for yeah. you like within your budget. Um, so it's more so just that I want to make sure that I can help people. I can help Rhode Islanders yeah. um, and like in small businesses. So yeah, but There's like, yes, with COVID, with people who are like, oh my God, like we're transitioning to like takeout only or like dine, like, you know, outside dining. We got to yeah. tell people this. I thought that when COVID hit, I was like, restaurants are dead. This is dead. Yeah. Buns and Bice is dead because restaurants are gone. Yeah. And it was literally the opposite because so many restaurants that were hanging on for dear life were like, I will pay you to come in right now and tell everyone that we are doing takeout and we're doing discounts and we're doing all of this stuff. So yeah. restaurants were like, I will pay you to come in here. Please help us. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that definitely made a big difference. But um, yeah, as Justin was saying really quickly, there were plenty of people in the beginning who were like, I don't want that girl with the butt blog coming into my restaurant. I don't need that girl with a butt blog coming into my restaurant. It was very like, no, plenty yeah. of people that I like then found out that these like restaurants would say that. Um, and you know, years later they've got their checkbook out. Who do I make this out to? You know, like wh mm. who am I cutting the check to? Mm -hmm. Because they want, they want me to come in. And I just think that it, it's very like, wow, yeah. it's eye opening to, to see the progression of that. And also, you know, I had a friend, a friend now who at the beginning, she told me this, she said, I had a marketing meeting and my team came and they said, we have a, uh, an Instagram girl we want, we want to bring in. And she said, it better not be that butt girl. And they were like, oh, it is. And, you know, she's telling me this. And uh, she was like, I don't know. I don't want her to come in. I don't need her to come in to promote my restaurant. I don't know. I don't know. And they ended up hiring me. I came in. I met her. Obviously, at the time, I didn't know this. I found out later. I did my thing. I posted it. And she ended up approaching me afterwards and telling me all of this and apologizing and saying like, I, now I see, now that I've met you, seen you do your work, see how you operate. Like I mm -hmm. see the value that you can provide. And I appreciate that. And I appreciated that more than anything that like, you know, somebody who discounted me ended up giving me a chance and I could, you know, prove myself to be the value that I think I can provide. 
Yeah, it's all about transparency. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 people have a lot of ego sometimes, and it's like, you could do something wrong, but if you could be forgiven as well. So you just got to apologize. What what would, <clears throat> what would be, in your opinion, do you have like a number one uh, restaurant that you've always loved, your favorite one in Rhode Island, or a top five if one is not suffice? Like, w- do you have a top? Like places to eat? Yeah. It's tough. I feel like this question, it's, <coughs> yeah, I feel like it's really hard for me to pick a favorite restaurant because I have favorites based on either like type of food or yeah. like occasion. Like I have a couple of favorites for like a nice dinner, like a date night, special occasion. Like I'm going to Oberlin, I'm going to Gracie's, I'm going to Persimmon. Those are my three. When people hit me up for a date night or for like anniversary, those are the three I'm telling you, like hands down. Always, we just yeah. went to Gracie's the other night. We had our wedding at Gracie's. I love it. It's yeah. a fantastic meal experience. Mm. If we're talking about like casual or like, what's your favorite pizza? And that's another one because I'm like, well, what kind of pizza? I have favorites <laughs> of like, I love twins. If I want like, like a greasy, like, yeah. Italian yeah. yeah. So like my, one of my friends uh, has a pizza food truck and his pizza like fucks. It is so good. It really? is amazing. It's called Anna's Vesuviano. I'm giving them the plug. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for pizza, like I love that. I love twins. Um, Matunic Oyster Bar is like full transparency, that's the restaurant that I worked at for a long time. Oh, so, so some bias there. <laughs> you could say, people might be like, oh, you're biased. But like, yo, I spent 10 years working there and I didn't get sick of that food and I will go there right now yeah. and I will crush a lobster barehanded. Oyster, oyster Bar, the one on Federal Hill? No, in Matunic, okay, in South in County. Because okay. then but you worked at Oyster Bar, I, no? No, no, no. I, wor- I worked at, it's now Tap House, but it used, oh, to, be, yeah. it used to be Prime. Oh, yeah. That's when I used to work there. Oh, so. shoot. Yeah, he yeah. was there for a while. Wow. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Let's not get into that. Got and sick of that one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> the restaurant industry. So. Yeah, wow. I was in there for seven years this wow. year. Wow. Yeah. 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 Seven years is a long time to be yeah, at yeah. one restaurant. It's, yeah, it is. It's such a tough, it is a tough industry. And especially COVID showed us that mm. the underappreciation of restaurant staff. So everyone who is watching this, make sure you tip your servers. Tip yep. them 25%. 20% isn't enough anymore. Tip them 25. 25. They work so hard. Bump it by five. They bump yeah. it by five. They're working so hard. Especially <laughs> yeah. if it's around the holidays. Tip them 30. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going up. <laughs> let's say, let's make it even more. Let's see if you if you answer this. So when it came to, when it comes to, let's say, you know, God forbid, obviously, but let's say you're on death row, your last meal as a Rhode Islander, what would it be your last meal, whether it's from a specific restaurant or your favorite, that dish that you will want to get, let's say it's an Alfredo from, you know, like specific, what Mm. would it be? I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, Let me see. I really love (laughs) the squid ink pasta from Persimmon. I really, really love that. I really love the black and yellowfin tuna from a tunic. I don't know that I could pick. I I this. I gotta try both of those. You should try both. If of especially them. if it's the last meal, I gotta try. It's gotta be good. I don't know. <laughs> I I literally. I feel like when I am asked this que- like a question like this, like your favorite meal, I can't answer it. I can't answer it. Yeah, I mean, you have so much amazing food. I yeah. Said, I I yeah, said you would know. The tunas. I just if you like tuna, it's the best tuna dish. Yeah. Amazing. And, and when it comes to worst, do you have like a worst dish or something that you would avoid? Like you just don't eat at all or do you eat everything? I eat everything. Um, I can't think of like a, like off the top of my head, like a dish that I've been like, oh, that wasn't good. Or like a, that was a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like when I do a shoot, I eat the food at the shoot. Like I have a whole table full of food. I eat the shoot 
like based on like what I like to eat. So if there's pizza, mm. I'm eating pizza. Like if there's pasta, like I'm not the biggest chicken wing fan. Like I'll eat chicken wings. They're tasty, but like, mm. it's not what I'm going to go for. Yeah, first. yeah. Like mm. I'll try. I also like, I'll try everything on the table, yeah. but I'm not going to be like, I got to load up on chicken wings. Mm-hmm. So usually honestly, like really like American food, like mm-hmm. burgers, hot dogs, wings, fr- like things like that. I usually leave for last. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe my death row meal would be a giant crudo platter from Oberlin because that shit is unbelievable. It's delicious. That would be the three that are. I was going to pick up your death row meal. But it has to be on the big platter. It wouldn't be able to be to go. I'd have to be there physically to eat it. Do you like crudo? Do you like raw fish? So that's what, so that's so okay, because crudo, because I know, um, that's what we say in Spanish is like crudo and something's yeah, raw. Yeah, something. yeah. So that's yeah, a whole raw. genre of food, like raw. Yes. Really? Yes. I've so never heard crudo, of that. I'm assuming it's what, mostly seafood? Yeah. Well, yeah. it can be any, like you can have, it's usually fish. Okay. But you can have like, um, you know, like a vegetarian crudo and it would be like all vegetables mm. but it's and, it, and in that case like sometimes it might be like a really thinly shaved like kohlrabi or like a radish or something that's like mm. so, kind of like how well, yeah it is mostly fish because i'm thinking of more of like a ceviche yeah. that like that's yeah. what, i'm sorry that's what i'm confusing the two with that like you know how <laughs> you can make like anything into a ceviche if you're yeah, if yeah. you're going to cure it with like a lime juice and right and that and the onion um but crudo yeah, crudo is just like a simple, like, well, you can like put any, you could make it into anything. If you go to have crudo at Bayberry Garden, they're going to have it with like jalapeno and strawberry foam. Yeah. But at Oberlin, they specialize in raw fish crudo and he like takes the fish uh, and he will just fillet it and like thinly slice it with just like a top tier olive oil and like high quality yeah obviously like high quality fish like a sushi grade fish um and then like just like flaked sea salt and like the texture the flavor that you get from fish when it's like when it's prepared that way is just supreme yeah it's just the most if you like seafood if you like fish if you would try it and like i've been to oberlin with people before who don't like who they're like i'm not a seafood person i don't like sushi i don't i don't eat that and they tried it and they were like this is incredible it's just it's pure it's amazing yeah, yeah it's know. really great. You're putting us on. We gotta have that. I'm enthusiastic about immediately. it. Immediately. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to you, you're from here, Rhode Island, the small state, smallest state in the country, and obviously you're a female and you are a content creator. What has been the most, you know, the the biggest struggle you faced as a female content creator coming out of the smallest state in America? Has there been, you know, that one specific moment that you kind of feel like in comparison to other people? that might be in your position that might not be a female that might be from New York and not Rhode Island in comparison to you being obviously a female from the smallest uh, state. Yeah. Um, I think that while my content being Rhode Island focused is what has built my brand. But at the same time, I think that like I have, I've been doing it for a long time. I have 50,000 followers. Um, I think that if I had been doing this in like New York city or Miami or like in a huge city, I'd have a way bigger following but at the same time i don't think that i could necessarily like execute this in the same way and i would i wouldn't get the same attention mm-hmm. um in that in a, in a different setting so i think that like rhode island has really like yes it's a small state and 
you know, I don't have a hundred thousand followers, a million followers the way I could from like these content creators in New York do. But I think that like the success that I have is due to Rhode Island. Um, in the beginning, I had talked to someone through Farouk who was in New York and he was a content creator and I had a phone conversation with him in hopes of him giving me some guidance and advice. And he was like, so what do you want to do like with buns and bites? And I was like, Oh man, like I want to go to New York. I want to go to Chicago. I want to like go to all these restaurants and like make content there. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He was like, you need to hone in and be the best where you are and then expand your radius and then be the best there and then expand and expand and, and just continue being the best with a bigger radius. But like, you need to start where you are and be and like conquer that basically mm -hmm. like be the best in Rhode Island yeah. before you say I'm going to be the best in Rhode Island and Boston and New yeah. York and and then you know it, the possibility is endless but like start where you are mm -hmm. and I think that Rhode Island we have a, a fantastic dynamic food scene here um you know we're the smallest state but like I never been to like Missouri or Nebraska but I can't imagine that their food scene is topping ours yeah, so like what's not. the big yeah. deal like we might be small but we have a lot going on here we have yeah. incredible chefs we've got Johnson and Wales they pump out chefs that love it here they fall in love with the seafood they open up restaurants and then we get to reap the benefits of it it's fantastic yeah so what would you say is uh, one thing that's like the most special thing about Rhode Island since you are such a proud Rhode Islander what's that mm -hmm. one special thing about Rhode Island Rhode Island has many, many special things. So I was having a conversation recently with some friends. I was visiting a friend who moved to LA. I have a bunch of friends who moved to LA mm. and I went to go visit for the first time and we had a blast. It was so much fun. LA is a very, very cool city. Um, I could never live there again because I'm this little, I'm a Rhode Islander. Yeah, no. through. No, I wouldn't be able to LA do it, too. but yeah. I had a great time in LA. And anyways, all the people that I with, were with that were from Rhode Island were like, ah, oh, I could never, can't go back to Rhode Island, little old Rhode Island, like, you know, oh my God, like mm -hmm. could never see myself doing that again. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, so like, well, what do you love about LA so much? Oh, I can be at the beach. Um, you know, obviously the weather, we won't talk about the weather. They, yeah, got, the weather, they got us yeah. beat by, with the weather. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if we take weather out of the, I can yeah. be at the beach. Uh, you know, there's always something going on. There's music, there's food, you know, there's just like an energy there. And I'm like, Rhode Island is lit. Like Rhode Island, I can go to the, I'm like, you live wherever you live in LA. It's going to take you 45 minutes to get to the beach. Mm -hmm. I can get to the beach in 45 minutes. Yeah. Like I have, and, and like, I think the Rhode Island food scene competes hard with the food scene in LA. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, and there's everything going on in Rhode Island. There's never not anything happening in Rhode Island. And the people who are saying that are closed minded and they are not actually looking at what is going on. You can find anything from PVD Fest and the, the, all the festivals in the summer, Yellow Cup, everything that happens in Providence in the summer, like it is alive. People leave to go to the beach and I'm like, you're missing out on the best part. Providence in the summer yeah. is like energetic and exciting. Yes. Yes. Um, and like, like there's history here. Like there's so much to do. You could find an activity to do or like a new restaurant, a new bar, anything every weekend for years to come. 100%. So I think that Rhode Island's very, very special. We're incredibly diverse. We have like a melting pot of all different cultures that bring great restaurants and we get to experience different cuisines um yeah i think that like rhode island has it going on anyone who is mad at rhode island and they're from here they're just not experiencing it right and i should probably write out an, an itinerary for them yeah. to have a little bit more fun 100 percent, and get out of the house 100 percent, because yeah. no matter where they go in the entire world for the rest of their life when everyone you know asks ask them well where are you from they have to say rhode island so That's you might right. as well be very proud of That's where right. you're from 
You know, that's one key takeaway I've always say to people. And what would you say would be a key piece of advice that you can provide to someone out there, even specifically, you know, straight when it comes to the actual blueprint of what you created, let's say specifically a young female growing up in Providence, Rhode Island, who's looking at Buns and Bites being very successful and they want to become a content creator online. They want to become an entrepreneur and they see everything that you've done and they look up to it. What would you say to them? What would be that key piece of advice? So my blueprint, my timeline of what I would recommend is to get prepared, get all of the um, equipment, get all of the, um, get a plan ready. When I started Buns and Bites, I didn't just take a picture and post it. I made a month's worth of content so that I could then have it ready for when I want to launch it so that once I'm actually posting and I'm then creating more content, I've got a backlog of content ready to go. Mm. So you have to be prepared and really think through your brand. Think about what you want to be representing and think it through, make a plan, be prepared. Mm -hmm. Once you're ready, be consistent. I started Buns and Bites five and a half years ago and I have not, although my content has evolved and changed and grown, it has been consistent. I have not taken a break and said, I'm going to pause this while I like finish school or any, no, be consistent and like make sure that you're ready to stick through and, and, you know, be ready to keep going if you're passionate about it. And this is specific to Rhode Island. Rhode Island is small. Yes, but use that to your advantage because everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows somebody who you want to talk to. So what is the room you want to be in? Who are the people that you want to talk to? Who do you know that knows them? There's somebody that you know. Like, use the connections and collaborate with people. I mm -hmm. think that collaboration is key um, to success, especially in Rhode Island. Um, and utilize the people that you know. Um, I, I say that when I was starting collaborating with other creators, collaborating with models, collaborating with hairstylists, makeup, like everyone, like use, utilize the people that because they want to work with you too. Yeah. So you might as well create these relationships and then they're going to talk about you and you're going to talk about them and you're going to get them a reference for, you know, uh, for makeup. And that person's going to say, oh my God, follow Buns and Bites. She's going to tell you where to go to eat this weekend. So <laughs> it's, it goes both ways yeah. and you might as well cross promote yourself because when we're sharing this, you're accessing my followers. I'm accessing accessing your followers and vice versa. So, mm -hmm. 100%. yeah, I mean, collaborate and make connections and make relationships and don't be afraid to network. No, I love that. I always um, same. we say the same shit here yeah. all the time. It's like yeah, people yeah. got to you, you use it to your advantage, man. Rhode Island, you know, stop saying like that's why you're not successful because you're from Rhode Island because you're in Rhode Island. It's actually the reason why you can be successful. You know, yeah, if you can't move around here. Where are you going? No, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think you're a prime example. To be, to be very honest, you know what I'm saying. This fruit fly is is loving it's buns and bites, you. huh? <laughs> I've, I've tried. To we have never had a fruit fly in here during any interview. It must have known that oh buns and gosh. bites, yeah. food so was going to be talked about, <laughs> and it was like just flying up in here. Yeah, it's one of the biggest fruit flies I've seen in my life. Buzzing. I thought it was a fly. I don't know what's doing out here in winter, bro. Oh my god, how's it alive? It is thriving. It's kind of red. Like I don't know what's going on with it. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. So uh, I want to talk about some topics uh, yes. with Laura because I want to get her opinion on it because 100% I've always hear, heard things when it comes to, I've always heard good things about her when it comes to her actual presence and 
capabilities of speaking on a microphone um, or just speaking in general to people shout to sam samuel albert he always um uh, mentions her and says like oh she's uh, i love laura laura used to you know do uh, media content uh, aside from her own stuff she used to work with other companies and it makes sense that yeah. you said we that you used to work with um you know one in downtown and yep. stuff so let's talk about some news topics with laura from mm. buns and bites i'll do my best <laughs> <laughs> so uh for starters uh a sad news topic, mm. you know, unfortunate. Uh, and I saw this break while I was yesterday on YouTube. It randomly popped up. I'm like, a crank, uh, pr- a plane crash. But uh, Nepal, Sunday, there was a plane crash. Uh, and unfortunately, all 72 passengers on board have been reported to supposedly have passed away um, Sunday morning. Um, and this was a ATR 72 plane in route from Kathmandu to Pakhara. Um, and in this region of the, of America, of not America, but the world, there's a, this wasn't specifically that airport, but there's an airport, uh, nearby around that area of Nepal that is known as the most dangerous, like airport to ever land in, in like ever oh, in wow. history. Yeah. It wasn't the specific airport that this incident happened at, but it was, um, pretty nearby. It. And yeah, it's just a very tragic, sad story. Um, very unfortunate these people all pass away and it's been become a very a big story as well because especially if you go on twitter we won't play any of the videos here because it's too graphic for um online youtube but there's so much videos um yeah. of people you've seen them right of people um yeah. on board and yeah. them filming like literally their, their last moment their, their last, last moments, moments alive oh my God, it's tragic. and it's very tragic very sad um so yeah, I just wanted to uh, mention that and to send condolences to uh, all the families of everyone out there in Nepal and everyone that's lost their life. Um, very crazy. The the videos, even the the people out there, there was like hundreds of people that ran over um, to try to like help these people. It was and like seconds before the plane landed too. It wasn't yeah. even like, you know, mid-flight or something went wrong. But they, they do say that the most dangerous, the two most dangerous times of a flight are when you immediately when you take off and when you're about to land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that this was like as they were about to land. It just I don't know what went wrong. Um, yeah, they're still investigating. They said a technical glitch. So I saw a video that supposedly one of the engines was already on fire when it was yeah. like, you know, what I'm saying. So uh, it, there's multiple videos, you know. Yeah, you see it where it's like trying to turn and then it just plummets down. So I saw one where it's actually on fire on like on the right side. So I guess as he's trying to like turn and stuff like that, it just it just ends up pretty much just turning around, just plummeting straight into. Mm. Oh man! Like a, it's just legit straight up like crevice in. You know what I'm saying? It's sad. It's, that's one of my biggest fears of my life. Yeah. Like when I'm on a plane, hundred percent. I try to tell myself like when I'm going on a trip or something, uh, I'll be like I'm not nervous. But then when I'm on I know, the plane, I know. I'm I, like I God flying. forbid this happens flying. and this happens to you know 72 people unfortunately, but. Man, um, send the condolences again to them. Yes. Very, very, very sad story. Um, just definitely wanted to mention that and pay respects to those. And now, uh, something obviously more lighthearted. Um, this one is a holiday. So, obviously, happy Martin Luther King Day today. Yes. Martin Luther King Jr. Today's uh, Martin Luther King Day, the day of this recording date on this Monday. But there has been a new uh, statue piece of art revealed not too far from here in Boston mm-hmm. uh, that has gone viral, though. It's catching big attention. Big yeah. attention. Uh, we'll, we'll put it up right here uh, on the TV. If you're on YouTube and you'll be watching it with us, if you're listening, definitely tune into YouTube to watch the visuals of the podcast. But this has gone very viral and controversial by just looking at it because of the 
inspiration behind this actual, uh, I guess you can call it sculpture. Okay, specifically it's a sculpture. So the sculpture sculpture is Martin Luther King Jr. hugging Coretta Scott King, right? That So it's coming from this famous image of them and moment of them hugging. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the actual sculpture, it's not them. It's just their hands, per se, their arms, right? Mm-hmm. So Twitter has taken this and made it into such a wild like they sexualize this and everything it gets so crazy i think if you're looking at it from a different angle like we're seeing it here but i've seen it at different angles where you you just can't tell what is happening you can't tell that it's yeah. hands. like you you see like an arm but you can't tell it's an arm and you see hands so it's <laughs> i can see why i mean it's definitely a you know i want to appreciate this piece of artwork that's close to our home but you know it's yeah because that's my thing it's like new england it's like i'm like this is in boston i saw it viral i'm like this is in boston i'm like i'm like i gotta go see this because just to see it in person but but because exactly because it's like it's such a and that's the the irony of this is like it's such a dope important situation everything surrounding it the, the actual context but then it's like these the way they've taken these memes and stuff like literally because especially there's certain angles that I won't even pull up on here uh, that they've taken it on a, on Twitter where like they it looks literally like a penis like someone's holding yes. a penis mm-hmm. and like they make so many memes of like someone is standing in front of it and it's like a, it's like what the heck yeah. but then I don't know I think in my opinion to be honest I think it's gotten so much backlash that I really feel like the they're gonna probably revisit this sculpture but then what are they gonna be able to do with it. Oh, or uh, can they can they fix this? I don't think they can fix that. I, I feel like they gotta do like the actual torso with their heads and stuff like that. Because it's gonna be big money too. But yeah, then at the same time, crazy. it's art. So then I right, think it's doing right. it's doing its job, yeah. right? Because art's subjective. So it's, it's like all talking about it. Exactly, yeah. we're talking about it here. People are mm. lo- loving it online. It just makes me wonder. Like the, whoever the artist is, this wasn't just like, hey, I want to put up a sculpture. Yeah. You have to go through like probably year. It probably took years to get this <laughs> to get this done. Yeah, right. Had so this had to be put in front of you know like many, 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 many people. Probably many <laughs> boards. Many like a lot of different. A lot of people saw this before. Yeah, it was said yes. yeah. A lot, a lot of those said, said yes. yes. Yeah, so yeah. And, and I'm sure that every, it had to be looked at from every angle. Right. So I would imagine. So everyone was just like, yeah, this is good. No problems. But it's like, man, people. No, there's a problem. People are loving it. Like, I would yeah. put. Can I? No, I won't even pull up no another comments because I just know that just yeah. just so <laughs> just so wild. But yeah, for but for the most part, this is a very you know such a, a funny situation. But oh, here are some of. The, let's see. Let's uh, hope they're not. Um. Oh my god, is this the best they could do? They're saying, who's the creator? I because I, uh, I just want to talk. <laughs> The same thing. Yeah, oh, the thing, thing from Wednesday. Oh, oh my no. God. I, I just finished that finally. Which uh, is a shame because, you know, instead of talking about how, like, you know, reading the comments and talking about how it looks like a penis, like we, on the yeah. King Day, we should, we, like, if it was actually done to it, <laughs> its potential and its, yeah. its purpose, well, you know, we'd be like, talking about. So the other part of it is, though, like, when, when you asked why the buttons with the bikes, because otherwise it would just be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It would have been nice, but it would have been We would have been like, oh, pain. that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it would have moved on. This, yeah, exactly. This, this will get talked about for a while, internet, <laughs> for a long time. How the internet works, you know? Flashing the pain is just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, this is going to... And especially if it's going to... It's heavy as hell. I'm pretty sure they're not moving that shit anytime no. soon. No. 
because if they're really going to move it, you know what I'm saying? And it's more of an artistic piece. Yeah, people are like, what the heck am I looking at? You know, um, yeah, man. It's it's it's, it's interesting. I've never, I've never really seen nothing like this. Usually, especially when it's like commemorating something of this nature, so so important to use like the face. Yeah. yeah, this is like removing the whole body, just the arms, like, you know, very unique. But then it looks like a penis from certain angles. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> you know, no. Yeah, it looks like a heart right here from this angle when you get the elbow. But there we have it. Comment down below. How do you guys feel about this Martin Luther King uh, sculpture that has, you know, shocked the entire internet because of its potential sexual um, imagery unintentionally? Or maybe intentionally. We don't know. We got to question the artist at this point. Um yeah, now let's talk about this. I would love to talk about this, especially with um, Laura, now that we know, which I didn't know prior, that you have a modeling history. And when it comes to the biggest and most famous models, you know, we have the controversy surrounding the Miss Universe pageant, the annual, uh, and I'm going to break down after this some of the stats when it comes to Miss Universe. And the runner-up, uh, amongst the runner-ups, I think it might have been three. I didn't know the yes. full, right, the final three. Final three, yeah. And Dominican Republic was, you know, and I'm more biased because I'm Dominican, right? <laughs> yes. At the same time. So I'm definitely going to come from a biased standpoint. <laughs> but then I searched online. I'm like, am I the only one that kind of felt this way? Like Dominican Republic was she's snubbed. Got, gorgeous. Like she's like, gorgeous. She's the like most beautiful yeah, of all of them. Yeah, the most beautiful of all of them. And like her answer to the questions was very like on point too. So I'm like, all right, you know, this is not, because at the same time, is it a beauty uh, contest? But at the same time, you want to have someone that's going to represent the universe, so mm. they have to have a good brain on their yeah, shoulders. Yeah, and her answer was amazing. And then we have people, like, making so many memes because the winner was Miss USA, yes. you know, and we are American as well. So, but let's be honest, I don't know. In my opinion, look at this. This was her, her outfit that went viral. This was the, oh, I'm gonna connect the, uh, I'm gonna connect the audio you to, yeah, <laughs> for the people so to hear. I will hear. say that this, the Miss USA who won, sh her background is as a costume designer. Really? Yes. So she probably designed this? She designed this. She made this whole oh, thing. Wow. Like she, make, she builds like a, a big thing of what she does. Is See, that's make, where like, context Victoria's matters. Secret wings. Oh, wow. You know, okay. you know how the Victoria's Secret oh, wings? Wow. She'll build them like out of like, f like crazy, like metal and like. Oh, wow. So I, I while I, while I think that this, could have been I, I mean like this is not my style costume <laughs> it's it's interesting it's eye-catching for sure i think that the, it's for her it's art you know craftsmanship what I mean? it's craftsmanship she's it's, skilled she created you know, it miss universe stars in the moon and stuff like that you know what i'm saying i guess so, she's trying to be very on brand yeah but but I, and you can listen to some of the commentary where it was kind of you know going back to the on brand can you hear it mm-hmm USA! When Americans stepped on the moon in 1969, it was one small step for man. Today, women are more involved as leaders in returning the U.S. to the moon. This delegate is representing NASA's Johnson Space oh, Center so in her hometown oh 100%, it's gotta be very hard. Imagine, in heels, carrying the moon on your back. She'll be on the moon, USA! man but this is one of many if you just search let's say it probably is in my search history uh miss us oh yeah miss universe let's go let's see and hopefully it's 
censored enough. Oh, but people supporting, yep, people supporting uh, Dominican Republic. Um, people commenting on, okay, so this was the first Miss USA win in 10 years. So, so she is obviously making history. It's a historical point. And I, going back to like, we obviously are, are American, but I don't know. Maybe the, okay, have the memes kind of subsided? Well, Not. It's also like the most American thing ever. Like that you could expect with the crazy, gaudy, mm-hmm. wild ass entrance. That well, that's, that's like a thing that like they each have to make a costume or okay, have a costume was, of their culture, of their country. Very, 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 <laughs> very American. American. Very American. Mm. Yeah. She lived up to the brand. But look, I think, see, I think Mrs. Dominican Republic. Yeah, and Mrs. Mrs. Venezuela, too. She was the top three. They're Dominican all gorgeous. Republic. But like, you know, like you said, it's a lot more than just being a pretty face. Yeah, because um, my thing is like, I don't know, because I think one of the prior, I'm pretty sure from what I remember, one of the prior owners of this entire, like the Miss Universe organization, wasn't it Donald Trump years ago, right? Like he was like the main owner, yeah. but he was definitely Miss like of like Miss USA. He it yeah. was it was Donald Trump. I don't. It might even still be. It might. Donald who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But, but now, now Miss Universe is now owned by owned, a woman. Yes, and she's from Thailand, I think. Yeah, I believe something of that nature. Um, and this is like her first. I want to say her first year after owning it. They're doing the actual. Um, mm. She's from Thailand. Thailand. She's overseas. She's foreign. Yeah. But some because uh, I was reading about this and. Obviously, there's always, you know, anytime there's a win, you know, your person doesn't win. People are going to be like, it's rigged. And there's always going to be people saying like, this is, you know, this is rigged. But mm-hmm. um, in this case, the winner, I can't remember the exact details. So please excuse me. But the winner like gets a contract with some beauty company and mm-hmm. Miss USA, like the day after this win, there was a beauty campaign already like airing of her oh. in, like featured in that beauty campaign so they were like oh so y'all shot this conspiracy theorists yeah, rising so, yeah right so there this is this is what i'm reading who that might not even be <laughs> fact that might not maybe there's some like you know some yeah. information that we don't know about that um but in terms of the controversy that is what i've seen yeah because because that's my thing because i was like oh I'm, I'm coming from a biased standpoint but at the same time look this is one of her answers right listen to this answer from a, from a non-biased standpoint as well, objectively, everyone was saying the same thing. I'm like, oh, wow. Everyone was really wanted um, Miss Dominican Republic to win. This was their answer to one of the questions that went viral. I understand that the Miss Universe organization is looking for an ambassador, somebody who's able to communicate a message. I have been working for women's rights for as long as I can remember. It's been my actual day every single day. I'm here to demonstrate it doesn't matter where you come from. Your background does not define you. Your courage and determination do. And I will show that by being working every single day, showing my leadership and determination. Thank you. Gorgeous. Dropping bars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Again, maybe I'm biased. You know, Laura's not Dominican, and she, she you're agreeing, right? You're, you're, I'm agreeing. I think I, I had, <laughs> I had hopes for Miss Dominican Republic. And did you have like a back? So have have you watched you watch this uh, like every year? Yeah, or I, usually, like, I used to watch it more. I didn't watch this. Um, I was keeping tabs on social media mm. and, and like watching, keeping the updates. And I was looking up Miss Portugal. She made it top 16. She didn't make it, but <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Um, but I, so I was watching, seeing like what Miss USA was doing, like watching some of the interviews online. But um, yeah, I mean, I've watched it in the past. I've watched more like Miss USA mm-hmm. and I've obviously like, at like the Miss Rhode Island level. I've known so many girls that have like, been Miss Rhode Island or like have tr- or tried out for Miss Rhode Island. So it's interesting, you know, to watch 
no, 100%. go all the way up to, obviously, Miss Olivia Culpo from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Had, she was the last 10 years ago the winner of Miss Universe. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, th- th- yeah, that was the last um, Miss USA. Yeah. That, that one that one Miss from, Universe. Yes. No, yeah, I was very, because um, cause that was the first thing that sparked my interest. Like, oh, wow, I forgot that it was happening. I'm like, okay, Miss Universe is happening again. And I'm like, oh, Dominican woman is involved in, like, she should have won and i'm look. i'm reading all into this i'm like wow this is, makes more a lot of sense right but aside from that i looked up into some of the stats and i'll read them for some of the people that don't know uh some of the stats and i guess the fruit fly might join uh the conversation for this one <laughs> yo this damn fruit fly is great we gotta get one of those uh fly zappers yeah, yeah i used to have them i don't i don't i didn't think we would need one in here but now i'm gonna have to buy one for in here right uh, just in case so, for those who don't know, uh, very interesting stats of Miss Universe. So, the Miss Universe pageant that happens every year gets a estimated 500 million watchers as an audience every year. Wow. Because wow. think about it, I guess, is everyone from across world the world, yeah. worldwide, mm-hmm. you know. It's a 70-year-old event, has an annual budget of $100 million. God damn. A lot. A lot of money. And the winner uh, gets... Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars as a year salary per se. Mm. Wow. Okay. So they they definitely don't got to work uh, for her financially. And aside from that, Miss Universe doesn't have to worry about groceries, cooking, clothing, accessories, or transportation. The Miss Universe organization takes care of everything that they're going to be doing throughout the entire year. Oh wow. Wow. Mm. And they get to also live in a luxurious apartment for free for the entire year in New York. Mm. You know. I'm pretty sure it probably is if they want to. I'm, I'm not thinking they're not gonna force them. Like you have to live here, like right, yeah, you know. Yeah. But who wouldn't want to? No. Yeah. yeah. Who's not? Who's gonna say no? Yeah. I'm sure that Miss Universe is like it's also a jumping pad, mm. jumping stone, stepping stone for 100%. you know, leading into modeling contracts. You know, sponsorships, brand deals. So obviously, you'd want to be in New York, whether no matter where in the world you're from, you probably yeah. want to be in New York to have access to all of that. It's so. the yeah. epic center of like yeah. modeling. You know, it's at least one of them, uh, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, and it, say, it says here, um, although uh, Miss Universe will be uh, busy traveling, uh, Miss Universe gets to attend uh, a lot of popular events, uh, fashion events, several events, parties, um, meeting celebrities. And it's all with the purpose to raise awareness and work uh, towards raising money and awareness for charities and helping the Miss Universe organizations awareness and just helping the brand so that's like their end goal um and uh the new owner of the organization made sure to uh get a new uh crown uh they've designed the crown and changed it nine times over the 70 years but the most recent one by the new owner of the organization and uh has gotten a hundred and 10 carats of blue sapphires 48 carats of white diamonds and a 45.14 carat royal blue sapphire at the center with an approximate value of $5.75 million Jeez. for the crown. And yeah, they get to wear this crown. So I want to know, does it like stay with them? Or That's what I want to know. I was like, kinda, I was looking just, it up. They can't just let you be like, all right, here's a $5.8 million yeah. crown. There was no just answer to it. it in the closet at your penthouse in New York. Man. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think They've it's just bring in it the to moment them. and then... If she has but to they go wear to some, it, yeah, like events, right, they yeah, wear yeah, it. So I'm maybe they bring it to them. Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah, you can't drop that. You're not gonna let just anyone handle five point seven mil. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't know. I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't done. And this is, might be a free pitch out there, but hey, we, you said it here first. But 
that would be a dope movie. Like these, so mm. many like these murder mystery or like robbery heist type of style shows and movies popping up. Stole Imagine crown. stealing the, the crown, crown of Miss Universe, yeah. bro. Because six million dollars for a crown, yeah, that's wild. And it's probably not too heavy. This probably can't be that heavy. And even if oh, it is heavy, it's, it's small. It's easy to hide. It's just a yeah, crown. It's like this. It's like it, like if you look at her when she has it on, it comes like yeah, let's up, look at this. It's like yeah. up to here. It's, it's big. big. Let's see if I find the actual crown. Because my thing, it was like, I'm thinking like, okay, it's like costumey. I didn't even think it was a real like. Oh, no, it's. Like royal crown. Rare, rare stones. But then I read that. I'm like, wow. I, I wouldn't be mad winning this this competition. Mm -hmm. Here we have. That's so crazy. That, that video always pops up with the people. Not that big, but. <laughs> Miss Universe crown. And Miss Miss USA, well now Miss Universe, if you're listening, feel free to um, you know, stop on by if you'd like one day. Yeah. Here we have what right here the crown, the crowning of the winner. Let me see if I fast forward to get the actual crown. This one's from. Oh, it's an older one. This is from ten years. Yeah, this is this is Olivia when she won. 10 okay, years. okay, that made sense. I'm like, why is it? But oh, there, there we have it. This is, it. This is okay, a crown. This is all we need to see. The new crown. Wow. So maybe it's yeah, not that's that a blue big. Yeah, that's a blue diamond in the middle. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's yeah. it right there. Okay, so it's not as big as I thought. Wow. Yeah, you, you, you see that guy, he, he's the crown He's man. the crown he's guy. He's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's they, like, look, his hands are tight on that. He's not letting that go yeah, at all. Fucking touch it. He's like, yo. <laughs> look, his hands are shaking. He's like, no, this is... Mm. Yeah, if he drops that crown, that would be oof. Yeah, that, that's his job, bro. That's what he does. Yeah, man. But comment down below. Feel free to uh, share this. Um, share your opinion, guys. If you guys feel the same way, was Miss Dr. Snubbed? You know who should have actually won? Are you more biased because of you know your actual, you know, <laughs> country? Um, but that that's that's a, a very uh, interesting topic to discuss right there, Miss Universe. Now I want to get Laura's opinion on this one. A bit more spicier, a bit more mm. controversial, but I love, I would love to talk mm. about this, especially with you as a female. The, you know, this is going to be interesting because we love talking about um, this man specifically as well in here all the time. Pete Davidson, right? <laughs> block us again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he blocked us at one point. It was, it got Did he bad, really? Yeah, oh, my bad. God. It got bad. It got bad. Wow. You're on, the <laughs> you're on Pete's radar. <laughs> yeah, it got bad. It got bad. But we don't mind. Hey, can't please everyone. But. Let's start with this lady right here. So the concept, the the topic and the context of this topic is Lori Harvey. For those who don't know, Lori Harvey is Steve Harvey's daughter. And I just learned, I guess it's not even his like, no, it's, it's his stepdaughter. Yeah. I didn't he's even know that. He's adopted her though, I believe. I think that he's like legally adopted her though. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why in my eyes, I'm like, oh yeah, she looks like him too. I really thought it was his daughter like this whole time, but now reading more into it, um, she's getting a lot of popularity all over the blogs because of the fact that, you know, before all of, all of her dating, she's always been a very beautiful young lady, right? Mm -hmm. So people are like, wow, like, you know, they put in her rap songs, like Meek mm -hmm. Mill rapped about her. But then, since she is a celebrity, everything that she does is in the limelight. And when she started um, dating, her first uh, big publicized relationship with someone of a celebrity status was future you know and that was all over the place like oh man future, future. and we all know how future does yes. the toxic king right he's gonna you know do what he does you know future hendrix himself and that fell through between them and then we had her again the following year 
with Michael B. Jordan. Um, and Michael, that one went more, even more viral because that's, that's, that's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan is like a hot catch, and everyone, you know, they, he's, you know, especially during the Creed point of the movies coming out, he was like the number one like actor in Hollywood, especially young, you know, actors, and they were posting each other all the time. Yeah, you know, lots of PDA, a lot of lot yeah, of PDA, because yeah, yeah. Future didn't, you know, Future doesn't really post. It was just kind of like a known thing. They were dating. They would be low key, but it was known. But with her and Michael B. Jordan, it was all over the place. So they were saying like, oh, wow, Lori Harvey is dating Future. And now she's dating Michael B. Jordan. And now uh, she just posted with Damson Idris, you know, famous actor, uh, most notably known for his role as Franklin Saint in The Snowfall. One of my favorite shows Mm -hmm. to ever exist on FX. And he's another one that... People, you know, especially girls, love posting. I'm like, oh my god, I want some, some of Franklin Saint. Every time the show drops, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Let me look that up. Franklin, you fr- just look up you'll Franklin Saint. You'll recognize him. You'll recognize him right away. Mm-hmm. Damson Idris, you know, yeah, he's a great actor. I love his uh, portrayal um, uh, and Snowfall of the character. And now it was her, on her birthday. He posted a photo with her, and then throughout the birthday, she started making some more posts with him, and it was kind of rumored. But now we have the full-on PDA basically confirming the relationship with her and Damson Idris. So, Lori Harvey... How long has it been since they broke up? Uh, him and her and Michael B. Jordan? I want to say six or seven months, people are saying. Six or seven months? Um, uh, Michael B. Jordan? That that wasn't... Uh, they were allegedly saying that that wasn't a confirmed that he might have, um, you know, wanted to marry her. Because it was all rumors of why they break up, right? People were like, oh, they're... Why would they break up? Like they were so in love. Like they, they were, were all so in love. Other, they were all over. Yeah, you know, yeah, going yeah. to games, etc. You know, they're both. They both seem perfect. What's going on? Two such beautiful people. Two such beautiful people. Really, the most beautiful people. Right, but now she's with Damson Idris. So now the internet is interneting, especially Twitter, and you know, a lot of people, especially a lot of male commentary, is going on to call her a hoe. She's oh my god, she's a hoe. She is. She's a, with another guy. She's a damn hoe. Lori Harvey's a hoe. Oh my god! Like she went from Future to Michael B. Jordan to now Damson Idris. She's a hoe, right, guys? She's got to be a hoe. Like that's that's hoe behavior. I thought the controversy was that they were homies. That's another one, right? And that's what kind of would allude more to like people thinking like, oh, she's a hoe, but a messy hoe because she was now she was with um. Michael B. Jordan, right? And now Michael B. Jordan was a friend of uh, uh, Damson Idris. And now, what? She's with one of his friends? Like, why is she dating one of his friends? Like, that's some whole type shit. Oh, my God. And Twitter has been going crazy. But then I fall in line with the opinion of this one, the actual hypocrisy, because, and I love this tweet, where it pointed out, you know, if you read the actual caption, let's read the actual, what does it say, the actual title of the actual text? That's the thing about desktop. Tweet. Okay, it says, okay, he must uh, have crazy sauce, talking about P. Davidson, and when it comes to Lori Harvey, what's wrong with her? And it's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. true because, especially when we go to P. Davidson, we talk about her here all the time, you know, and and they're actually missing a couple Many. people, Marlon, right? Oh, aren't, aren't, aren't they missing? They're missing. Oh. Yeah, yeah Emily, aren't they missing, missing the recent one? Uh, Emily, yeah, we spoke yeah. about her here. Emirata. Yeah, bro, man. Mr. Sauce himself, I guess. Yeah, right? Miley. Oh, okay. Is that is this uh is Larry David's um daughter is one of them, right? That's her uh, right there. Oh, this that's Shania Twain's daughter, yep. I think. Uh yeah. Yeah, that's wild. So Pete Davidson is Pete Davidson not a hoe? People are like, oh Pete Davidson, man. Oh my god, he's he's the man. He's the man. Like he got Kim, he, he got Ari, oh my god, he's the man. 
But then Laurie Harvey's the hoe and like she's messy. She's and it's just funny to double standards, the right? double yeah. standard that we live with in is this Michael society. Is Jordan not dating anyone? Is he is he abs- like is he abstaining and he's not seeing any women? Yeah, you mean to tell me that Michael B. Jordan's not seeing anyone? I think not. So if if he's dating, then what the heck is wrong with her dating? Hundred percent. And now that got confirmed. I think today they could have been broken up a week ago, and she could be dating, and there'd be no problem with that. She's what twenty six years old. We could, and also these people are in the limelight. They're in the spotlight. We all have a cousin, a friend, a person who we know that broke up with their boyfriend. And then started dating someone or broke up with their girlfriend, started mm-hmm. dating someone right away. Mm-hmm. And no one's batting a lash at that. These are people we're speculating on their lives from afar. Right. Yeah. No, 100%. People are so consumed with other people's lives is crazy. Oh, no. It's it's amazing. It's amazing to me. And it's like, I would be like, I'm, I'm like, yo, you guys, if you're championing Pete Davidson, you should kind of be championing mm-hmm. her. Like, 100%. let her do her thing. And like, she's not, she's not dating no random uh, People either, you know, she has a, a very uh, high acquired taste and mm-hmm. they seem to be, you know, very, obviously, han- they're handsome men, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm not interested in men, but I, I, I can admit I can admit when I see a handsome man. Michael B. Jordan is a handsome man. Damson Idris is a handsome man. These are handsome men. 100%. You know, so, yeah, yeah, you know, and now no one's, now people want to, you know, take it to this level of her being a hoe and it's just so crazy the way the internet they're works. Salty. They're so salty. Mm-hmm. They're so oh mad because they can't. You know they, they ain't going back. That listen. No, they're not. They're listen. not. Listen, <laughs> no, it's, it's insane. You know, but if let's say you know if you know blessings to her her relationship. She, I think she's married Ariana Grande. But if mm-hmm. Ariana Grande does get single, we have a bachelor right here oh, for sure. Marlon, I'm, I'm in there. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande sure. dates like she. Gets a guy and then she, or you know they break up and she's no yeah. one like yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. well people I think she probably she got a lot they of heat. Comment, people were people were, people were giving her some heat right when she went from Mac to oh uh, to Big Sean yeah no wait what what what, what do you mean from Mac to like, oh, the new guy yeah yeah so, because of know, the Mac Miller's death and everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were saying like oh like they were all they were so good together this this and that and then yeah yeah you know what I'm saying so they always talk shit that's regardless. true. Well, we don't know any like celebrity lifestyles or, you know, who knows what happens behind their closed doors. Uh, but we see what we see them out in the tabloids. We see yeah. them out on mm-hmm. TMZ. But mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? And, and, you know, she might be like, I'm going on tour and mm-hmm. like we're not going to see each other for the next seven months. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. let's not make it work. And the most we fa- don't know. We just yeah. don't know. The most fascinating thing to me about um, the Lori Harvey situation is, is the fact that Lori Harvey doesn't even talk. Like, we haven't really, I think recently mm-hmm. now she's starting to do some newer, shorter form interviews. But Lori Harvey, we never even heard her, like, really speak. It's not someone that we grew up, like, seeing and, like, sort of, like, you know, the day-to-day, the reality shows, etc. It's just her living. She's always just lived her life. Mm-hmm. So one can easily assume that these men are with her because they love her. They They are seriously interested in her. And she has to be... You know, interesting person because they all seem very like. I mean, it's PDA, but they all seem very, very interested in, in oh, each other. There was a a, a Damson Idris uh, video that uh, at her birthday when they were all um, singing happy birthday to her, and they went and went viral of him. They made like a meme of him because he was like laughing, and while while she was like uh, getting a happy birthday sung to her, and like one of his friends like holding him back. And then people were like, "Oh man, uh, his his boy was telling him you better act like you've been here before," because he was like so like acting so like in love and so much PDA. And yeah, people were like, yeah. "Oh my god, he's got to cool it down a bit." But he's happy. Hundred percent. Why? Why? Why are we gonna? Let people be happy. Why are we gonna hate on someone's happy. happiness? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? And then it's like nine times out of ten, or even almost damn near nine point nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. the people making these tweets of calling her hoe, etc. It's like, how many people have you been with? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, what are you talking about? Like, or maybe you've been with no one. Like, what are you saying? Like, bro, they got no hoes. You know, you got no, ho- you know, you got no. You calling someone a hoes because you never had no hoes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, especially when it comes to the, the case of promiscuity, a lot of these dudes are lucky that they got a look thrown at them from somebody that they would call a hoe on. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's how that goes. That's facts. No, that's very facts, man. But. Um, there we have it. You know, comment below, share your opinion. How do you guys feel about this Lori Harvey situation? You know, she's obviously not a hoe. (laughs) We're declaring it. She's not a hoe. Yeah, like it's like it's 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 a fact at this point. Like she's living her life. She's living her best life with these hot (laughs) men. Like leave her alone. Listen, Lori Harvey's winning. Lori Harvey is is winning. There's nothing nothing much more else to say. She's so beautiful. She's gorgeous. Like I can't even take it. She's so gorgeous. She's very beautiful. Very very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, she's very, very, very um beautiful. So shout out to Lori Harvey and um Damson Idris, congratulations. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got yourself a hell of a catch. Mm-hmm. You know, the the whole internet is uh jealous in this situation and hating on you, you know, but just you know, eat it up. And at the same time, he's he's winning as well. Let's not get that mistaken. We have snowfall, I think in a couple of weeks, a new season's coming back. Um mm-hmm. the final season. Mm. Final season. After a controversial season last season, a lot of people didn't love it, including myself. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Tigers and cages. That tiger thing threw me for a Oh, loop. my I God. Was like, what is happening here? Like, that is, is, y'all had a writer's block, and I don't know what y'all did, but like, they're just spitballing, throwing shit at the wall here, trying to see what sticks like. I'm confident for the next season. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? But, you know, the final season, I'm praying for the best. The trailer looked awesome. Mm. You know, and he seems to be in good spirits, so he's probably giving us his, his best performance. You know, I did not realize, I did not know he was British until like well after watching the show, so I couldn't believe like just like how well the voice, the voice, like the accent, like, and then hearing him speak in his British accent, I was like, what? No, oh not, not for nothing. There's a trend. There seems to be a trend of young, um, specifically young black male actors coming out of UK and dominating the scene or make it impressive, you know, moments in Hollywood and movies and shows. And then people don't realize until they see interviews of them and they're talking. I'm like, what the heck? So mm. you, you acted already good, but you acted so good that you changed your, your dialect and everything. Yeah. It's like, and he's because one of those people. That's how you got the show. Because he was, he had the LA, the LA, um, inflection. Yeah. Yeah. So down John Singleton, John Singleton, rest in peace, John Singleton, the creator of the show. Mm. Yeah, he took him for a walk or something. Yeah, so and so, so he's a very you know impressive man. So listen, congratulations to, to, yes. to both We're of them. We're happy for him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there we have it for today. We appreciate you. Any last words you want to share about any of the topics or anything in general when it comes to yourself, uh, Laura Buns and Bites, and the whole you know the whole enchilada, you know. Pun intended because of the food. Yes, the enchilada. <laughs> um, no, just thank you so much for having me here. Um, I I feel like anytime I can connect with people, I love what you guys do. I think you guys absolutely crush. Thank appreciate you. it. Um, this this scene, this industry. Um, 
So I'm really happy and honored to be here. It's oh. funny because I would listen to your podcast and I would more I would watch like a lot of the stuff that you guys would do, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, like I wish I could go on that. <laughs> and then like literally days later, you were like, hey, do you want to come on? And I said, yes, I <laughs> do. <laughs> yes. And so uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Um, I hope that I can clarify things for people. Yeah. Like I hope that people who may have seen me but may didn't follow may have not followed me, maybe they'll get to know me a little bit better, give me a chance. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll take my food recommendations. I I really do. I really love giving people curated food recommendations, um, and which is why I built my website. Use my website, bunsandbites.com. Awesome it website. It is awesome literally website. designed to be a search engine for Rhode Island food where you can search saying, like, I'm in Cranston right now. Um, I am in the mood for tacos. What can I get for tacos in Cranston? And it will populate all of the tacos in Cranston. And but like you could say, I'm in South County. What's good to eat? Mm -hmm. So by type, food type, and by location, and there's a, there's hundreds of restaurants on the website. So use the website, yeah. follow Buns and Bites, Instagram, TikTok. Um, yeah, I appreciate no, the support and mutual. the love. So thank you guys. Thank oh, you, we're excited. You. you know, I think it was an awesome conversation. I think people are going to love this. And, and even if they don't, I, I love that even more. You know, yeah. if we got some more Buns and Bites haters, you know, after this, oh, more, we love the haters. more cap, sure yeah, more yeah, cap, you know, haters. more yeah. Club Ambition podcast haters. Yep. Come this way. Come For this every way. Share, if, you can see, if you see our 100 shares on your post, yeah. you know that like, 20 of them are people laughing yeah. at you, at least yeah, for me. Yeah. I know that people are probably, there are people probably laughing at me, but I'm like, thank you for sharing my post because you just boosted yeah. my engagement, um, honey. 100%. Thank you so much. 100%. So it's all good. It's, you know, it comes with it. I'm, like you said, you get lots of weirdos and trolls in the comments. Oh, yeah. It comes with the territory and uh, yeah, you can't, can't be too mad at it. No, 100%. It. Especially when you have good intentions and you have a good like, you know, mission statement and you have one, you know, it comes from a genuine space. So yep. why are you genuinely hating other than just to be a hater you know what i'm saying being a hater and that's the problem with a lot of people but you know fuck them we're here that's right here to stay rhode island yes forever uh appreciate everybody listening from across the world and especially the rhode island listeners providence we love you and we are out cap they gonna love me for my ambition